for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to Episode 8 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And we've got a special guest this week, a dude that I've been trying to get on the podcast since day one, the one, the only, Steve Cobra. Hello. Yes. So how's it going, buddies? It's going good, man. Uh, just had a great week. Uh, looking forward to some Star Wars podcasting with you. So we have... About two hours before the big Star Wars Comic-Con Hall H panel. And Steve is here to help us pass the time because I've literally been able to do nothing but read Twitter and, uh, you know, Star Wars news sites today open for any little bit of information. I've probably been a little unbearable to be around today because of Star Wars stuff. But uh, before we get into all that... Uh, let's talk a little to our buddy Steve. Hey, buddy. So we've got you here for the first time, and Will and I have known you for about seven or eight years now, I would say. Yeah, I moved right. here in 2007, and then Will moved here the year bef- after that, but we knew you before that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to preface this all. You're not exactly the world's biggest Star Wars fan. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just... I like Star Wars. I'm just not... Right, right. We wouldn't have a yet. dude that was just like, like a Star Wars hater on it. here. <laughs> I hate it. You, 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 may, you may want to reconsider, though. That could be entertaining. And then you could beat him up afterwards or something. <laughs> beat him up on the air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just special bonus episode. Yeah. What are your first experiences or memories with Star Wars? Oh, definitely Luke getting his, his hand chopped off. I mean, I was I saw it in the theater, and uh, that definitely will leave an impression. Right, that's got to make an impression on a young kid. Yeah, because I was really young. That year, that movie came out when. Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. When in nineteen eighty? May. I was two and a half. Two and a half. Not yeah. even three yet. My parents took me into the theater <laughs> with them to see it. Nice. I remember somehow. So, as a kid, you grew up. Closer to, like, the prime time to be, like, an original trilogy fan. So, like, when I was a kid around that age, I was the only person I knew that was really into Star Wars. I got other friends and stuff into Star Wars, but by the time 
you know, I was going to school and stuff, there was not the Star Wars fever was gone. Like yeah, it was sure. years after Return of the Jedi. So, do you remember like the Star Wars obsession as a kid? Like, oh yeah, yeah, there was definitely kids all over the playground were definitely still into Star Wars when we were, you know, getting to be old enough to hang out and have fun as opposed to just being little babies <laughs> and like not like, giving a dick yeah. by about like, badass movies yeah like having having your brain melted by a, a lightsaber scene when you're two oh, and a half years old two and a half probably. i still get my ass my mind melted by some light, good lightsaber <laughs> it's action. really good <clears throat> yeah so definitely hanging out with the kids we talk about your favorite character in star wars whatever han solo play with the toys um growing up i had uh the hoth ice base set up which oh, that's really badass cool. mm-hmm. i remember the probe droids they had a, it came with a bunch of probe droids that you could move around that's cool stuff that was really cool um i had a y-wing you oh. y-wing haters oh which, man come way, on hey come on y-wing. <laughs> pound for pound that that thing has the best dps of any of the starships <laughs> <laughs> which by the way also i wanted to uh Throw some love to the A-Wing, which was my favorite ship I like the in, A-Wing. in the game X-Wing. The A-Wing was so much faster than everything else, and I could just fly circles around all the TIE fighters. Right, yeah. Down. That's, that was always the appeal of the A-Wing to me was its its speed. And that seems to be something that they've sort of kept in the... Because like, when you watch Return of the Jedi, <coughs> it's not really obvious that they're supposed to be faster than the other ships. And nobody's like, God damn, these A-Wings are right? fast! Yeah, it's like they're the... the you need Vin Diesel and Paul Walker you know, <laughs> flying, just flying around in the Paul Walker's Force Ghost. Yeah, they're really not that fast. They just have Nas uh, nitro <laughs> spray in them. <laughs> also, of of note to the listeners, you're in Stone Cobra, the band that provided the theme song for our show. This is this is uh, true, and. Uh, one of the reasons I can't stay here with you guys tonight. Yeah, that's to... I was about to say. So the format for the show tonight is going to be a little different. We're going to talk with Steve and cover any news that's already come out, just bullshit about some Star Wars. And then we're going to take a break when he has to leave. And then Will and I are going to wait until after the panel, uh, the Hall H panel, and then we're going to cover anything that comes out. So the news right now is that there's not going to be a trailer. Lucasfilm, J.J. Abrams, anybody like that have not said that officially. It's just that I think it was Entertainment Weekly that said that their sources said there's not going to be a trailer. Even if they were going to drop a trailer, they're not going to tell you that they are to keep the the shock factor there. That's what I think. You, you know what's funny is Kevin Smith did a interview at Comic-Con yesterday, and he placed a $10,000 bet that we would see a trailer. That's how confident he is. His Hall H panel is actually right after uh, the Star Wars panel. So I think that's pretty cool. That um, is pretty neat. Anyway, before we get into the the meat of it, uh, we should give out our stuff. If you need to get us or want to follow us or contact us or any of that good stuff, you can uh, add us on Facebook at Blue Harvest Podcast. It's facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. On Twitter at Blue Harvest Pod. Um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher now, and we also have an email address. And funny enough, we got our first two emails this week. We did. We got some emails. <laughs> but before I read those, I would like to uh, just remind you that if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail dot com. Oh yeah. While we're pitching, um, I thanks for you know promoting the band on the uh, podcast. 
I just wanted to remind everybody out there listening that it's stoned Cobra with a D. Uh, that's general, you know, misconception about the band. But oh yeah, wanted, you, you guys do a good job of enunciating it, but just in case they're yeah, sometimes I worry. I'm a little marble mouth sometimes, so mm. I hope I don't get it's stoned. Yes, Cobra, stoned Cobra. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> we have a Facebook page as well. Go hit the like button on that, please. It helps. Facebook and an Instagram, I believe. Mm-hmm. Let's have yeah. an Instagram. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what that address uh, is, so I'll get you You guys have uh, two music videos that you can look up on. That's right, on YouTube. YouTube, you have the Devil YouTube. Grass. Mm-hmm, Devil Grass, and, and the newest one, uh, High, High Priest. Priest. That's right, yeah, a favorite of yours. Ballin'. You have a cameo on the record as well. I do. I'm not going to tell anybody where it is. Maybe we'll run a po- uh, like a contest for listeners that aren't people we know, obviously. <laughs> if you can find my cameo, like maybe we'll find some sort of prize or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can That's a good out. idea. I'll but you would have to buy the album at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com to Excellent. do that. Excellent. And we just came full circle. So um, let's get into this first email. Now, I'm not going to give this guy's full name only because I don't want to give him the satisfaction but Patrick, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Well, I thought what I thought was neat was that our first email was hate mail. Oh, I it, was like, and it was. It was, wasn't it? So I'll, I'll read this. It's, it's okay. She like shrieked like I'm a wife beater. Like she shrinked back like, oh God. I No, um, so... This is the email. Short, but uh, effective. God. Your, Y-O-U-R-E, by the way, podcast is so gay. <laughs> you. If I ever meet you or your stupid co-host, I will hold you down and face <laughs> you until you suffocate. You know what I thought? I'll tell you this. My, my initial reaction of this, this is what I thought was neat. Not only did you not like it and then shut it off. Not like, oh, this podcast is not for me. I don't really like this. <laughs> you listen to the whole thing and you let that whole thing piss you off. Like, thanks for the thanks listen. Thanks for the, the listen. I really homeboy. appreciate that. Like, I, I'm glad you listened to it. I just like that he uh, he calls you gay and then threatens to Facebook you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right. Like, maybe it, like it, maybe I'd like that. He's yeah. got he's got some closeted issues there. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I opened that email what was it maybe wednesday night and i just started cracking up it was kind of late at night when i checked it and i was like oh i got to send Dude, this as out. soon as i read it i started laughing i was like that's great yeah so uh this next email is a positive email and it actually comes from a guy that i'm familiar with from another podcast he writes into making star wars's podcast a good bit uh and their podcast is now this is podcasting an excellent name it's an episode one reference (laughs) excellent anyway um this is from johnny grosso who i believe must be from like new jersey because when they read his emails on their podcast they do almost like a carl from aqua teen hey you hey it's johnny grasso (laughs) but i I, i'm not gonna do that so i'm just gonna read his email it says hello gentlemen you guys are off to a great start, and I am especially enjoying episode three about smoke. Snoke. About smoke. Yeah, that's what it's normally about. A few questions for you. When did you decide to start your own podcast? Why did you decide to start it? How did you go about it? And are you inspired or influenced by other podcasts out there? 
So that's a pretty easy question. That he's actually that I would say that's one sort of group of questions. Then he has an actual Star Wars question after that. So we'll get to that in a second. I would say personally, out of the three of us here right now, I'm probably the one that listens to the most podcasts. And it's just because of my job. Like I listen to them all day at work. And I initially got started on podcasts because of the Kevin Smith podcasts, like Smodcast and stuff like that. And I would say I started listening to those probably in 2007 or 2008. And it just became, it came because I got tired of just listening to music while I'm typing all day. Like my job's real boring. I just sit and type all day. I like so, to listen to podcasts when I drive. Like yeah. I, I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. I, that's a good time too. But um, from there, you know, I started listening to a little bit of The Nerdist, and then Steve actually introduced me to Nerd Poker, the Brian Posehn D&D podcast. Um, and w- strangely enough, I didn't get into Star Wars podcasts until it was around the time the first trailer for The Force Awakens came out, because... I I was just so obsessed with Star Wars and wanted all the Star Wars information that I could find that I decided to start looking into some Star Wars podcasts. And as it is, I don't listen to a whole lot of different ones. I listen to Rebel Force Radio, which is probably, of all the ones I listen to, it's the one that's got the like most professional quality to it. It's like an actual radio show. Like, they do a really good, like, professional job with theirs. Right. I listen to, now this is podcasting, like I said. I listen to um, Radio 1138, which is good. It's like a UK fans podcast. And they also do another podcast called The Collector's Cast that's just about collecting Star Wars stuff. And I used to listen to the Force.net's podcast, but they changed their, like, format recently, and I'm not a fan, so I haven't listened to that one in a while. But as far as why we decided to start or when, it all really stems from, actually, from me and Steve. Me and Steve, for years, used to talk about doing a Buffy podcast. Yeah, Buffy the Vampire. That was going to be like um, commentaries for every episode. And I still think we should do that shit. Um, Maybe one day. But It's been done. We used to, yeah, but just because it's been done doesn't mean we can't do it. Try to do it more better. (laughs) So we used to just talk about doing that podcast all the time and never got around to it. And then, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Steve, about a year ago, I was trying to bug you into doing a Star Wars podcast with me. It was right before Will would move here and like when you and Cindy would come over to play Spades, I would like try to put the bug in your ear and I wanted the format to be like the Star Wars skeptic podcast where I was the super fan and you were the dude that was kind of like meh about Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? And I would try to convince you how awesome certain elements of Star Wars were. I thought that could have been kind (laughs) of funny. But then once Will moved here and around, honestly, it was around May the 4th this year uh, for Star Wars Day, I just made the decision that we were going to do a podcast and I ordered up some stuff off of Amazon. I talked to our buddy Josh, our mutual buddy, and got some advice on some equipment and stuff and placed my Amazon order, and the rest is history. Uh, it's literally the first of anything like this that I've ever done. So it's been sort of a trial and error process so far. But You're doing such a good job, too. <laughs> well, thanks, buddy. I want to ruffle your hair. <laughs> 
I enjoy uh, certain podcasts as well. I don't listen to them on your extent, but uh, lately I've been listening to a lot of wrestling podcasts. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You're really into like yeah, wrestling resurgence with the WWE network coming out. <laughs> I can go back and watch all my old faves. I'll take it from here, nurse. <laughs> so the Attitude Era podcast is really good. I actually listened to some of the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. The uncensored version, thank you very much. I don't need to hear Stone Cold Steve Austin censor himself. It's kind of awkward. I didn't realize that there was a censored version. Yeah. What's the appeal does, like, in that? Two a week, I guess, it's so kids can listen to it because you know. Oh, uh, I, I gotcha. He's family friendly, unlike this Speaking trash of- podcast <laughs> yeah, where we talk about fucking C three PO finger banging R two D two and shit, and Ronald or what's his name, uh, Ron uh, Howard's pubic hair. That's right. That's great, <laughs> um, Mom, I'm on, I'm on episode four. C three PO's jerking arm. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah another, i don't know about another that great project my parents will never be aware of my involvement in <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean really how do, I, I haven't even told my parents just because they're gonna be like a pod what and then they're gonna listen and, and i'm gonna get a text or a call from my mom or dad that's like what's finger banging <laughs> not your mom yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure my father has discovered the podcast medium yet, but once he does, it's over. He's very obsessive by nature. Oh, yeah. So is my dad. And my dad does the same thing I do, except he drives and types even more than I do. So I would imagine that if he found some fucking the Dallas podcast, (laughs) my dad fucking loves Dallas, yo. (laughs) If my dad found the Dallas podcast, he'd be all over that shit. Well, have you heard the Dallas cast? <laughs> I've got to say, I, I, it's a testament to how much you like Star Wars that you're doing a Star Wars podcast. Oh yeah, and not a Lost podcast. Well, the problem with that is, is Lost ended. Lost is done. True. Like I could, I could, and I've thought about doing like a commentary for all mm-hmm. the episodes of Lost, but that's a finite thing. Like Star Wars, now that Disney owns Star Wars, there's always going to be something to talk about. That's with true. Star Wars. There seems to be lots of stuff every episode. Y'all talk about more and more projects. Yeah, and like. it's only going to get bigger. I mean, we're looking at least a, one movie a year until 2020. That's five years of a Star Wars movie every year. Good Lord, son. No wonder you have lightning dick. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Where's my lady? <laughs> All right, so let's get on to his actual Star Wars question. Oh, well, well no, Will, you talk about some podcast. I totally skipped over you. No, it's quite. I like the D&D podcast and the gaming podcast and some yeah. video game podcasts. That's pretty much what I listen to. And then I'll listen to like news documentary kind of stuff. Like, yeah, that's cool. You know, expose on China or some bullshit like that. Yeah. You listen to a lot of um, NPR. Stuff, I listen to a lot, NPR. Yeah. a lot yeah, of NPR. Yeah, I've listened to my fair share of NPR. I, I remember this one time, uh, a mutual acquaintance of all of ours, I won't say their name on the podcast because of the story, was under the influence of maybe some ecstasy one time. Do you remember this? I do. And they needed your you to drive them somewhere to pick yeah. up like an air mattress or something i drove yeah and while you were gone josh and i were standing out in the driveway and we were like and we're taking bets <laughs> what do you think will was listening to when they got in the car with him <laughs> and i was and, and i and josh was like probably the beatles and i was like yeah it's one of three things the beatles pink floyd or Jimi hendrix and when we got back we asked him we were like what was will listening to in there and they were like uh 
NPR, actually. It was nice. <laughs> were they, on, they were on drugs, though? Yeah. Then he probably was listening to the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded like NPR to him. It's very informative. Um, so, cool. Well, let's get to his actual Star Wars question. Now, this will be interesting to get Steve's input on, because what he's sort of talking about is very prequel-related. It is. And you haven't seen two of them. Despite the fact that I've tried to make you watch episode two or three. What's the question? Okay, this is what he says. <clears throat> also a Star Wars question. Do you think Tamora Morrison will be back as Boba Fett? You know, there's been some rumors about possibly a Boba Fett spinoff movie. Or will they recast with either a similar looking actor, use Daniel Logan, who played young Boba Fett, or change his storyline to be able to use any actor they want? Thanks, and in case you haven't heard, chicks dig me. Johnny Grasso. That's sort of his catchphrase. Chicks dig me. Uh, I could not use that catchphrase because I would be a dirty liar. <laughs> anyway. <It's not> <laughs> so, um, to catch you up, Steve, a little bit on the whole Boba Fett thing, in episode two you find out that Boba Fett is, the, is a clone of a guy named Jango Fett. And Django Fett is played by a guy named Tamora Morrison. So if you think about what a grown-up Boba Fett would look like, he would look like that actor. That's where that comes from. And all the grown-up clones that are soldiers in the Clone Wars all look like him. Because that's who they're all cloned from. They use his DNA to make the clone army. So, in my personal opinion, I think that if they do a Boba Fett movie, they don't even need to remove his helmet. In my opinion. Now, if he's a grown-up Boba Fett and he takes that helmet off, it better be Timur Morrison under there. If he'll See, do I don't it. feel that way. And I don't think they have to go that way. As I long do. as it's somebody that's like, I don't know, darker complected. Maori? I think he's a Maori. Right. Somebody of that nature. Like, anytime he has a flashback, what if all the clones have his face? Like, you just change. I mean, you could do that. You could recast. But... I, if you have an actor that was in those movies that's willing to come back, then I think that's who you got to go with. Now, a younger Boba Fett's a different question. Like, Do you if think he's, he was a really good actor? I mean, for that role, for Boba Fett, yeah. I mean, Boba Fett doesn't have to be fucking Marlon Brando. You I know mean, what I mean? That's true. He needs but to if be. He's gonna have a whole movie. He needs to be like. Yeah, but if he's got to have a whole movie. It's going to be a – see, this is the thing, and I think this is part of the issue with getting a Boba Fett movie out and getting it right is, like, Boba Fett almost has to be not secondary, but, like, you have to surround him with a cast that has most of the personality. You see what I'm saying? Like, the supporting cast in a Boba Fett movie is almost more important than Boba Fett. Like, you need Boba Fett to be I mean, there I and agree. be badass. But you, he doesn't even really have to have a whole lot of lines, Boba Fett. And I've seen that that can work. In the newest Mad, Mad Max, Max movie, mm-hmm. Mad Max barely talks. And I literally thought when I left, that would have been a badass Boba Fett movie. If you took Boba Fett and put him in as Mad Max and you know made it a little more sci-fi, that's the perfect kind of movie for him. I think another good example of what they could do is the newest Judge Dredd movie. He never takes his helmet off the whole movie, and he's just a badass. The that whole was movie. a good movie. Now, so yeah, that would work well for Boba Fett. And in in that movie, it's almost more about his lady sidekick than it is Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd's there to do the badass shit, say the badass shit, 
and I kick mean, ass. He holds the line as a badass. Oh yeah. So I think maybe it, it's it's interesting that you bring this up because there's been a little more news about uh, the Boba Fett movie and stuff. This I just week. feel like he may be <clears throat> too old to portray Boba Fett. Well, I think you could use, and I. It depends on if they're doing Boba Fett after Return of the Jedi, but then thought, that works. Well, yeah, that works. But if, if they're you, doing a Boba Fett, a Han young Solo, then you either recast with someone that's the same race. Like, don't turn him into a white guy unexplainedly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you got to go with a similar looking genetic guy. structure, right? And then, or use uh, Daniel Logan, yeah, the young Boba Fett, right? He did some voice work and stuff in the Clone Wars. And did a really good job with that. Now I know that's different than... But really, if he's not going to take his helmet off, use whoever the fuck you want. And then use Timora Morrison's voice or Daniel Logan's voice. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What, so, about, uh, what about The Rock? No, thank you. <laughs> Nothing. If they made The Rock Boba Fett, oh my God. Oh my God. I'd cancel the podcast. It's too up. bad that he's already going to be Jack Burton. Ugh. Jack Burton and Boba. Oh, Burton. speaking of Johnny Grasso, I want to give him another shout out. He hit me up on Twitter. I guess he listened to the episode where I bitched about uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And he sent me a tweet. And uh, I got to say, like, I can't agree with him more. This is my man right here. He said, Jack Burton shouldn't be a muscle bound He Man. I agree. He is every man who can't fight. That's what Wang is for. Drop the mic. I literally <laughs> just dropped the mic. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Well, I would ask y'all. So y'all are way bigger Star Wars fans, like really into it. Uh, what would you rather see for a Boba Fett movie? Do you want to see him just be a badass, or do you want to see like backstory? More. Well, we so kind of have, have. You probably have something. Like well, that. not that's canon, but what is canon is to me is almost enough to be backstory. See, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I want. I want backstory, thought, motivation. You know, but you like can a samurai movie about Boba Fett. But see, almost Boba Fett needs to be more of a western than a samurai well that's what i mean like you know but you got to think like think about some of those old western movies which i'm not a huge fan of those leads don't have a lot of dialogue because you can convey that stuff in ways that don't require lots of dialogue i mean you know what i'm saying and i'm fine if you want to give him a little more backstory but we kind of know at least sort of boba fett's motivations and how he was brought up and stuff like that We've seen a good bit of his training as a bounty hunter in the Clone Wars. I mean, all we to me, all we really know is that he was orphaned. Yeah, like, but he would hate like so. I mean, you can in, infer some stuff from that. Like, he's not going to like the Jedi, right? Because he saw the Jedi cut his dad's head off, right? He's you know, and he comes from the galaxy's best je- uh, bounty hunter. He's got all these dudes that he's look a Mandalorian like his dad. Yeah, he's a Mandalorian. I guess technically a Mandalorian. So, I mean, there's more you could flesh out, definitely. But I don't think you need to do, like, long scenes of Boba Fett's internal dialogue with himself. And, like, don't make him real tortured and, and gritty. You know what I mean? Like, he almost would serve better to just be the badass of a movie, in my opinion. You don't want him training in a cave with Liam Neeson. No. No. And, like... 
like monologues like this is why we fall down so we can pick ourselves back up yeah. you know what i'm saying like don't let christopher nolan direct the ba- boba fett movie boba fett begins oh my god and he uses like a fucking sonic uh belt utility belt thing a gadget to draw in a flock of bats <laughs> guess boba fett would do minox that part is fucking stupid in Batman Begins. And I like Batman Begins. But, Me too, it's great. But that part where he fucking, I'm calling in backup. Oh, God, I fucking hate that part. And all the bats show up. Like, they try, oh, my God. And fuck that Batmobile, too. I know a lot of people like that big armored tank Batmobile. I don't like it. I don't yeah, like it. I, I, I agree. I don't like it either. Um, But, yeah, so... uh. Damn. So, so you. So I'm sorry to go off off track. There, no, you just you, got me going. Like that's somehow what you said reminded me of Batman Begins and that fucking ultrasonic I, yeah, bat training magnet with Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. I just. I, so you sound like you want the badass Boba Fett movie. You want the backstory. It'll be curious to see what they do. Well, we may have a little information on that actually because it was announced this week. Um, and this is weird. Like, you would expect that this would be something that would come out at the panel. And it wasn't, like, leaked. This was officially announced. I guess maybe they just did it to sort of start some hype for all the rest of the information coming out this week. But the guys that directed the Lego movie, 21 Jump Street, and I think 22 Jump Street, their name is um, Christopher Miller and Phil Lord. They're like a directing duo. They have been hired to direct the second anthology movie, which is going to be coming out May of 2018. 2018? Yeah, 2018. And it's going to be a Han so- a young Han Solo movie. Is it going to be like slapstick comedy? No. Okay. No. Well, you w- serious. Yeah. What, it may be galaxy, uh, Guardians I mean, of the Galaxy style. That's comedy. what I was thinking. There may be comedy elements because right. I kind of imagine like a, a younger Han Solo being even more of a smart ass mm-hmm. and sort of a, like a, you know, he's probably going to be a little bit of a ladies man yeah. and like. <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy is good comparison. I think so too. I think. And you know, there was a lot of people talking online that that's who they wanted to be. Han Solo, young Han Solo. There's a problem with that, though. Chris Pratt right now is as old as Han Solo was when he, like, filmed the first Star Wars. He's too old. Well, depending on what age they're going for. If they're going right before A New Hope, I don't... don't Maybe, but... It It would have to have been young Han, I think. Yeah. uh, He's already done Star-Lord. It's too close. Yeah, I think it is. It's definitely too close. And he was in the new Jurassic Park. Eventually, people are going to get tired of Chris Pine or Pratt being in everything. I I like him, but it's just going to be one of those things where they're like, really, he's in this too? He's in, you know what I'm saying? There's uh, some people speculating that Aaron Paul might be young Han Solo. Um, Who who is Aaron Paul? I've never (laughs) heard. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, the thing... He, I don't know about that either. He seems like he would take that too serious, like, like too, too you dark need, brooding. I almost wonder if you need a, an unknown, like you yeah. need to find the next Harrison Ford, uh, or you know, which one of you is going to grow up to be a cranky bastard with a weird earring? <laughs> right? Oh my god, that fucking <laughs> earring! Oh my god. <clears throat> What are you going to say about my fucking earrings? I love Harrison Ford. I don't care. I mean, I do, too. To me, his crankiness in in his old age is a little endearing to the character that is 
Harrison Ford. He is married to Callista Flockhart. I mean, Jesus. What? Holy shit. The, uh, we're going to take a break. Laugh it up, fuzzball. And we're back after my cat, Walter White, just threw a cookie jar or some shit on the ground right behind me. Almost caused me to have a heart attack. <laughs> Apparently, Walter was not stoked that Steve said maybe Aaron Paul couldn't be uh, Han Solo. I mean, he is named after Heisenberg himself. Yeah, he got mad. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you and your podcast. Podcast my ass. So we <laughs> before the crash of 15, we were talking about um, the Han Solo origin movie. And before that, we were talking about Boba Fett. What's interesting is this being the second anthology movie, because originally the, the word was that it was going to be a um a boba fett movie and then you know the director of that was let go or fired or quit or whatever it was so the word is is that movie has been pushed back to be the third anthology movie with the han solo movie now being the second one but there was something weird in disney's press release where they said that the second anthology movie was going to connect with the third one in some way and that leads me to believe that maybe Boba Fett will be in the second movie as sort of a nemesis to Han Solo, and yeah. then the and it'll spin off into his own movie. That would be really cool. So that could be where we get some of the backstory elements or character development that you were talking about could come in. That's what I'm looking forward to. And uh, we could sort of see some of the history between Han Solo and Boba Fett, which I think would be cool. I, I know we've talked about this at one point already, but I... It would be neat to see a Han, uh, Boba Fett movie with him against all the other bounty hunters. Like, let's say they all get stranded on a planet and there's a bounty out on Boba Fett. Right. And he just swings nuts all over every exactly. other bounty hunter in the galaxy as they try to get him. Another interesting fact, and this is not confirmed, this is a rumor. You know, Rogue One has been filming now for like a week or two, I think. And there's word coming out that at some point in the movie, and I don't know if this is true or not... The main bad guy of the movie hires a bunch of bounty hunters to try and retrieve the stolen Death Star plans. That'd be cool. Before Vader finds out. And that's another thing. It was all over the internet this week that Darth Vader might be in Rogue One. But making Star Wars had that story like a month ago, if not longer. Like, I don't know what took everyone so long to catch up. Right. You know? But the rumor is is that we're going to see basically the bounty hunter crew from Empire Strikes Back... Plus Cad Bane from Clone Wars in like his live action debut, and I think he that was would like be cool. The, the tendril. No, he's like uh, what's I think he they're oh, called he's the one a, with the hat. Yeah, they're called a mun or a mune or something they were like Durians that. Durians or something like that. Uh, maybe I can't. I don't know. No, maybe he's not a mun or a mune. That's what it's Darth like the, Plagueis it's like was the, supposed the to be. The blue headed guys with the red eyes. Yeah. they're in the Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah. I thought they were Durians, but maybe, I could or be Duros. Wrong. Duros. There maybe we go. that's what it is. Duros. There we go. I think you're right. But yeah, so that looks like what, or it doesn't look like like it looks like that may be a possibility. The thing that leads me to wonder if that's the case. If that's true, and it's true that Boba Fett is going to be in the second anthology and the third one is going to be basically a Boba Fett movie. Is that too much Boba Fett for people? It's not too much Boba Fett for me, but it seems like they would be using a lot of Boba Fett in the anthology movies. Probably a bit of overkill, to be honest. 
you know, I say leave them wanting more. I do too. Uh, you know, when they originally announced that they were going to be doing these spinoff or, you know, standalone movies, that was the first thing I wanted was a Boba Fett movie. And it looks like they're going to be taking, taking a little longer to get to that, which is fine. As long as they get that shit right, I'm totally down. I'm still fucking shaken by that thing. And like, <laughs> my nerves are shot, son. Bastard ass cat. Here's my question. When is the movie coming out about Hecko Draslip and the Tootle Fruits? Oh, That's no, what man. I want to know about. Hey, although, if you, you three guys, we could start that band. <laughs> no. Steve, Steve is not interested. I, I like the name of that song. That was pretty funny. What was it? Vader's mini prosthetic parts. That's so terrible. That's I awful. mean, it's bad writing. It's bad. It's like terrible. I didn't want to hate on the author too much last week, and I'm not. I'm still not going to drag him through the mud. Sense. But God, it's just. Did you ever hear their follow up hit? Princess Leia's boobs are below average. <laughs> Middling, <laughs> yeah. middling at best. Princess Leia's boobs are middling at best. It's got just a natural cadence to it. I mean, I can, just, I can already hear it's writing itself. It's catchy. It's really catchy. Yeah, something tells me that wouldn't get by the story group. So surely there's been a lot of news this week. There has. I mean, that's the Han Solo movie is the huge news. Um, and like I said, we're now we're about an hour away from the Hall H panel. And there's sure to be a ton of news there. And like I said, maybe a trailer or not. I At this point, I'm probably going to be a little bummed if You're there's gonna not a trailer. You're going to be disappointed because Kevin Smith's got $10,000 riding on the fact that there's yeah. going to be a trailer. I don't want him to lose ten grand. I mean, really, do I really care that much? Like, who's? I, I don't know who he even has the bet with. Maybe it's just with the universe. Maybe he's going to like... Flush ten grand down the toilet or something. <laughs> Drop I, I, it out of an airplane. Knowing that dude, he'd probably give it to charity, like a tenth. Of, but you know, whatever. Who knows? So, <clears throat> besides that, uh, there was some bigger comic book news today. They announced that after the Lando series ends, they're going into a Chewbacca comic, and this is interesting. Written by Jerry Duggan. Steve, you'll know him. That's Jerry from uh, Nerd Poker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been writing for Marvel for a few years now. He's mainly known for doing, I think, Deadpool is like his big thing. But he's doing a, a Chewbacca story where it's going to be about Chewie getting stranded on a planet by himself without Han. And from what I was reading, they're going to be conveying the story more visually because, you know, Chewie doesn't talk. He just howls and growls and. and- Walks around like a badass. So I'm looking forward to that. Chewie's always been sort of one of my favorite characters, so I'm I'm glad to see him getting his due. Um, they announced at the Hasbro panel today that um, Darth Revan won the figure poll, and they also said that as a bonus figure, they're going to do Sabine as well. So basically the two that I really wanted to win are going to get figures. Does that mean Revan is canon? No. No. It, uh, just because they're making a figure of him doesn't mean that he's going to be canon. And then they also an- showed off uh, a new Kanan Black Series figure with Kanan done in like a realistic style where he's going to look like he's actually from the movies and not from the animated series. It looks pretty cool. It is. It looks really cool. Steve doesn't even know who the fuck Kanan is. That's Freddie Prince Jr. Not, I mean, it's not supposed to look like him. That's who does his voice. Oh. Mr. Sarah Michelle Geller himself. And that's going to be one of the figures that comes out on the 4th. 
of September for their big Force Friday. What's real? I got a little disappointed already today because of the Hasbro panel. I was expecting some big Force Awakens stuff. Nope. And nope. all they showed, and I mean, what they showed was cool. Oh, also, here's the Ahsoka figure, which is badass with her white lightsabers, also done in the realistic six inch style. Um, her one handle is cool. Like you see, like one handle sort of different than the other one, or hilt rather. I think they're both slightly angled, kind of like Count Dooku's. Yeah, they are. They're sort of that curved, weird hilt style. They showed the big thing that they showed from the Force Awakens is uh, the new special order or special forces Tie Fighter, and it's going to be big enough to fit the six inch series. It's probably the biggest Tie Fighter toy they've ever done. If you look at this picture, you can see that figure below it is a six inch figure. That's a huge Tie Fighter oh, toy. Wow. And that's the new TIE Fighter from the new movies. You see the red markings on the one side? Yeah, I do. Apparently, that's a Special Forces TIE Fighter. It looks really cool. 170 bucks for that TIE Fighter. That's crazy. It looks awesome, though. But So that was one thing that they showed from The Force Awakens, and then they showed the, the new TIE Pilot. It was pretty cool looking. Mm. He's not hugely different. He's got the red marking on his helmet. I guess he's another special forces TIE fighter pilot. <laughs> this is uh, some dorky dude holding up the TIE fighter at the panel. Yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, immediately on my want list. I, I want that in that scale and an X-Wing in that scale, and I'm good to go. You spin them guys. from the corners of your room. Or something. Yeah, not from the bed. It'll be from my Star Wars room. Yeah. The lady ain't going to let me hang Star Wars ships in her bedroom. She'd be like, what, am I five? What the fuck? <laughs> Where's my race car bed? It's just yeah, but it's a sweet ass race car. <laughs> It'd be more like a snow speeder bed or a a Han and Carbonite bed. A land speeder bed. Oh, hey, land speeder. What, what, there was a Star Wars video game, arcade game, okay, a while ago. Y'all may may have discussed this on the show. A couple oh, it's weeks all ago. good. I can't remember, but I, I can't remember it. It had like several different parts, and it was all like Return of the Jedi. Uh, stuff. There was a Different segment levels. where you had like to go through the forest on your your land speeder thing, your speeder game. bike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it had other sections in it too. Do you remember that game? Now, if it's the one I think you about, it was just called Star Wars, the Star Wars arcade game, and it wasn't all Return of the Jedi. There was like a Death Star trench run. There was a there Hoth was, scene. There was a Hoth and a Return of the Jedi, and then if you got certain. If you met certain qualifying, like maybe you got enough points, you would get these bonus levels that would be like first-person levels where you had to use a lightsaber to block laser shots coming from Boba Fett or fight with Darth Vader. Um, it was really neat. Yeah, it was one of the cooler ones. It, it Not super old, right? It was no, the yeah, one you're thinking it's about. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you this right now. If I get a game room... That, I'm gonna get me a Star Wars arcade. Like that one's that's actually. I, I mean, like it's it. expensive, but it's not as expensive as you know some arcade games you could go for. Yeah, I'd imagine um, that old Star Wars sit down. Yeah, the destroy the Death Star one's pretty sought after. These yeah, days. like the older ones are actually harder to get a hold yeah. of because that was pretty much back before people bought those to have them in their house you know that was for arcades or game rooms or bars and stuff now the one that we're talking about it had a sit-down version there were two versions there was a one where you could stand up at the arcade and play and then there was also a sit-down one it was the same game it's just in different formats 
Do they have these at these big conventions? They they have arcades set up like these retro arcades know. set up. They should if they. They don't. should. You know, Will and I played that game not too long ago at a bowling alley somewhere around here. Hmm. They had one. So it still exists. Oh yeah, yeah. You you'll find them maybe. Maybe the Edge Theater over by us has one. I think they have a Star Wars arcade machine. Just goes to show you how often I go to the movies. Right. I mean, also goes to show you how often I pay attention to arcade games anymore. Because they're just not like... When I was a kid, that was like my mecca. Diamond Gems. Yeah. For me, Aladdin's Castle. Yeah, They always had some fucking fancy name. Diamond Gems. Aladdin Castle. I was there so often, they hired me eventually. You worked at an arcade? I did. Oh, yeah. man. I would have been so jealous. As a kid, I wanted to work at it. I was cracked up to be. Oh, you. I'm sure. But like seeing how the sausage is made. Ugh, like, you know, I ain't eating that sausage anymore. Let's just I say a lot of people sausage. who hang out in arcades or who did hang out in arcades in the 90s were assholes, as so, you can probably imagine. When you worked, what was like the game then? When I worked, um... Hmm. I remember the Daytona 500 racing game being our big one. Oh, like the really? Four per, the four-person sit-down game. Oh, like where it was in a row? Like yeah, against yeah. the wall, mm-hmm. there would be four kiosks. Yep. and That was a big one. Um, we had Primal Rage on a big screen, if you nice. remember that one. I like, do. Basically like Jurassic Park, the fighting game. Uh, what was the big... It was a, a game where you had to draw a gun really fast, like an actual gun. Oh, Mad Dog McCree. No, not Mad Dog McCree. Mad Dog McCree was cool, but that's actually a Laserdisc game. Uh, where oh, you, they didn't have you know, a... This was, this was one that was just straight up a drawing game, where like you fought just a succession of people until you fought, like you got to the end, and I oh, can't remember really? what the name of this game hmm. was, but it was awesome. We'll look it up later and insert it digitally. That's what she said. <laughs> but that game was was big then too. I can't remember. I obviously hated my job there. I, I spent half the time running the uh, merry-go-round out in the food court than I did in the arcade. Oh, that sucks. When I was a kid, I wanted to work at an arcade or a movie theater or a water park. Like I thought it'd be fun to work at a water park. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> That's a weird one. A water uh, park. I don't know. I mean, like I like I really like water parks. Yeah, they're cool. But Maybe when like, I was a kid, know, when you're a kid, you're thinking they're oh well, everybody will, will close, everybody will go home, and then all the employees will just fucking have a big party. And, yeah. and like uh, when I was a kid, there was a water park in Columbus, Mississippi called Slip and Dip. <laughs> and like, man, I wanted to go to the slip and dip all the That's time, the most, and it's critter. Yeah, like really big time. Like, okay, and you know, when so I like say this, it, we would go to in Coleman. Right, right. It was like two slides. They had two different slides and a heated pool. That was the water park. So, like, it's not like where you go to like the Six Flags water park and there's all kinds of shit to do. Mm-hmm. It's literally you got two choices of slides, and then they had like batting cages and go karts too. Like, it was a. Like where rednecks go to get down and shit in the pool, you <laughs> take a big old dump in the pool, and then they and then you get that that fucking urban legend. Like, no, if you piss in the pool, the water turns red. They got wee wee see in it, wee wee see. And you know, people were peeing, testing that shit, and then finding out it didn't turn red, and then just unloading <laughs> any kind of body fluid. Like now, water parks kind of gross me out. I gross. I remember we uh, when I was a Boy Scout, we went to this um, uh, on a summer trip to Texas, and we went to a, a water park called the Schlitterbahn, and, and dude, it's like the the size of a Six Flags or like a, you know a Disney, but it's all a water park, and 
it, uh, to me, it was the coolest shit ever. Now I think I would rather, you know, do something else. <laughs> I couldn't think of something <laughs> bad. <laughs> now I think I'd rather fucking Just do something else. Watch Star Trek than fucking go to the Schlitterbahn. <laughs> Like it just all all those people and like in the giant wave pool and yeah, my experience with that was in Panama City Beach there was Miracle Strip and Waterville USA and they were like a dual theme park in Panama City uh, and I would go to that when I was a kid you and see that's where I used to go to Gulf Shores a lot as a kid and you would see like the dual putt putt slash water golf or water go- water golf now that's water a new golf. one yeah, fucking play some water golf yeah. um. It's putt putt slash water park places. How the fuck did we get on water parks? I'm just sitting here like, oh, this is Blue Harvest, a water park podcast. What the fuck? You guys got me off on a water park tangent. It's all my fault. I know it. <laughs> um. So, I mean, honestly, besides you know the speculation on the trailer. Or anything like that. There hasn't been a ton of new... Well, I mean, that Han Solo news, that's pretty big news that we're getting a Han Solo movie. Is there? We'll do this. Is there anybody that you guys can think of to cast as Han Solo? As a younger Han Solo? We kind of talked about it a little bit, but... Mm. I can't really... Like I, I said... Uh, a loop, man. Yeah, I mean, even if I think about, like... <sighs> I mean, because for episode seven, they didn't get anybody that was like uh, hugely popular for the new cast. I mean, they got the lady from Game of Thrones. Right. You know, but she, it's not like she's, you know, A-list. Would she be considered A-list? Maybe. You're she's talking on. talking about Khaleesi? Or? No, oh, no, no, that's different. I'm talking about Brienne Tarth. She's playing Captain Fast. Did you ask me if she was A-list? Yeah. No. No, she's B. B-list? <laughs> She's on a really popular show, and she's a pretty popular character on a really popular show. Would you say Jon Snow is A-list? Uh, in the ladies' hearts, Jon Snow is triple A-list. He he is the man that casts the lady boners. I don't know. We'll see. I think uh, Brienne is uh, maybe B-minus celebrity. Still good. To ha- she's a good actress. Oh, yeah. She's I mean, you, we movie. just haven't seen. That's the thing. Star Wars is the first right. movie of note that I can think of her being on her. No, you know what I mean? no, and I don't know. This is interesting. Uh, a Lego figure of her character leaked out online, and when you take the helmet off, the face is—it's just a black Lego head. <laughs> so either it could be one of two things: it could be that that's an early production kit, and they just haven't done the face, or we're never going to see her with her helmet off. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting that they cast somebody that people know and is sort of popular in like the geek or fan community and then they're not really going to show her right so i don't know i don't think that will go over poorly if that's the case we gotta take a break what's you gotta take a dump no all right all right so we're gonna take another break and uh we'll be right back uh, and on this break we're gonna play that kick-ass stone cobra commercial that uh we came up with Hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, man. Dude, what's wrong? I don't know, man. I was listening to the fucking radio today. Stuff on there bumming you out? Yeah, man, it's just a bunch of bullshit. People trying to wear the fanciest hats and bang on wash drums and blow into jugs. It's 
It's lost its heavy, man. It's got me down. I know what you're talking about, man. I've... It's, it's affecting my personal life. Yeah? I'm impotent. Oh, dude. The world has made me impotent. I've got something that'll fix you right up. Don't you even worry about it. What are you talking about? Dude, the new stoned cobra. I don't know, man. I don't want to get hooked on some exotic street drug and end up sucking dick for nickels at no, five points. No, no. It's nothing like that, man. Nothing like that at all. Here, let me put it on for you. What are you talking about? It's a it's it's a band, Stone Cobra. It's the best thing in the oh. world. Dude, it's gonna rock your that shit. That seems relevant. Let me just say. Okay. All right. Huh. Hmm. Wait a second. Oh yeah? Wait a second. That's what I'm talking about. Hey now. I'm so hard! Oh my god, where's my lady? What? I'm shooting lightning out of my dick! Unlimited power! High and Mighty, the album by Stone Cobra. Available now at stonecobra.bandcamp.com Five bucks for the most badass shit you've ever heard. Check it. Watch out! Lightning Dick is not a typical result of listening to Stone Cobra. However, Stone Cobra cannot be held responsible for any property damage or personal injury caused by Lightning Dick. See a doctor if Lightning Dick persists for more than four days. Common side effects of listening to Stone Cobra may include spontaneous bleeding of the ears, eyes, and anus, headbangers, neck, high-five-related wrist injuries, excessive and majestic facial hair growth, erratic metal driving, and smoker's cough. All right, so we're back, and uh, we've got a little bit of time with our buddy Steve left. So we figured uh, there hasn't been really much other news besides the stuff we went over. I'm sure the big stuff is coming in like 30 minutes. I am getting more excited as it passes. But before then, we're just going to have a little bit of a chat with Steve General. Chat just with about Steve. Star Wars. And you know. um, what were you saying, Will? You said you had some questions I just for Steve. wanted to ask Steve some things about The Force Awakens. Like what he would like to see and what we'd have like what he would find yeah, accept- honestly, acceptable. What is your general feeling as sort of like a... An excitement level, or and not even excitement, like interest level in expectation. Okay, well, let me let me just say, huge fan of the original movies. Right. In retrospect, after going back and watching them, still enjoy the first two a lot. The Empire is, is great, and I still like Jedi. Yeah, but you can tell that's kind of where, kind of the turn starts, at least for me, like into a little bit more of something I wasn't as much of a fan of. And that's kind of pandering to a younger audience, which right. I understand why they do that. Right. In the, especially these days. I was a lot harder on them back then, especially when they re-released the originals again with kind of the extra stuff. The special I editions. I saw those. I mean, packed theaters and just kind of remember being more confused than anything. I gotcha. But uh, it wasn't a big deal. I still enjoy those original movies. Um, Han did shoot first. Damn it. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> this is coming from a non-super fan. So, you know what's interesting? And I've heard this. I don't know that it's ever been confirmed. Uh, you know, part of the reason he released those special editions was to 
preserve the movies. Like the mm-hmm. original film stock and stuff was in such bad condition that if he didn't remaster mm-hmm. and stuff, that they had the chance of being lost. Sure, totally. And he he can do what he wants with them. They're his movies. Totally. The, yeah. The other thing was he wanted to bring them back into the spotlight to sort of refresh the general audience, people that weren't still Star Wars fans or weren't crazy. Like at the time those came out, Star Wars was way more niche of an interest than it is now. Mm-hmm. by far so it was, it was sort of like bringing them back out to remind you know the public hey remember these movies star wars they're awesome and to update he george lucas is big on technological advancements and wanting things things to feel kind of timeless now when you say that some of those cg effects that he added now do not look timeless right, that's the problem like you know really, uh, yeah it, it it kind of detracts. It's, it's, they're still awesome but movies. But what I always heard is that p- another reason that he released those was to make the money to make the prequels. You right. know, the prequels were funded by George Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and those were expensive Com- movies. Oh, sure, yeah. So, from what I understand, and I could be wrong about this, and this could just be one of those sort of internet legends, urban legends, but that's why he released the special editions was he figured he could make some money off of those and then use that money to finance the next three Star Wars. I'm sure he made quite a bit of money off of those, judging from the theaters every time I went. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, you know, box office halls on those, but I'm sure they were big. Yeah. Every time I went. And I saw each of them at least a couple of times as a kid, and it was always packed. Empire was absolutely packed. Uh, Yeah. That was the most crowded it was. Empire, in my opinion, there's a reason why. That's as classic of yeah. a movie. It, like people that don't necessarily like Star Wars will recognize the Empire as a good movie. Yeah. It's kind of like Wrath of Khan for mm-hmm. Star Trek. Like even people that don't like Star Trek like can recognize that that's a good movie. It's the rain and blood of movies. Yeah, it's the ride the lightning of oh, movies. Ride the lightning. Yes, <laughs> yes. So what were you? Yeah, Will was asking so, you so, about. So I'll say I don't really know what I want them to do with. This new movie, I'll say it's piqued my interest mainly due to your excitement level. Yeah. Both of, you, both of your excitement levels. But, uh, you know, just make it a good kick-ass movie that, you know, I hate to say it, it doesn't rely too much on CGI. I know that's probably wishful thinking in this day and age. And you've had the, dis- the yeah. CGI discussion already on this podcast. I'm not going to wade into those waters. But, you know, uh, I I think it'll be good. Uh, I, I don't want any children racing in pods. I don't think that, there's... I almost called them podcasts. I don't want to see any <laughs> podcast racing. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Sign me up for that role. I'll audition for that. Uh, the, you know, it's interesting that you say the thing about the children. Mm-hmm. Because there was a big Vanity Fair article mm-hmm. recently. And there was some quote in there where... George Lucas's original draft, because, you know, when he sold to Disney, he gave them an outline for the next trilogy. And he had a guy working on an early draft for the script that J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan eventually took over for. And apparently the main characters' ages were a little younger than they are now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy changed were making them a little older because they thought people would associate it too much with the Phantom Menace. Good. Probably a good move on their part. You know, so I think they're probably going to be more in line with the age of Luke in the first Star Wars as opposed to, you know, like a teenager. More tried and true. 
Yeah. We don't want and, we don't want angsty. That's what I don't want. I don't want angsty. I don't yeah. want Hayden Christensen. Star Wars is supposed to in the in, at the end of the day is just supposed to be fun. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think JJ Abrams can deliver it on. I mean, that right. was that was it for me. That's when I knew that there was no going back. Like this was my movie no matter what is when they hired JJ Abrams. Yeah, I mean, at worst I think it's going to be a solid movie. Like Star yeah. Trek's the Star Treks he did were good movies. Yeah. They didn't change my life, but they were good movies. Yeah. Star Wars I think has a chance to be special. We'll I do see too. What he does, you know, he's got a I lot think of it's going to And and this could be a good thing or a bad thing, but the thing the fact that JJ Abrams was not a Star Trek fan when he did those movies but he is a self-professed Star Wars fan. Now, either that means like he's going to treat it like with white gloves and make sure it's just right, or there's the possibility of being too reverent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. somehow, I, I can't imagine it being... I like the prequels, so I don't. I can't imagine it being a movie I don't like. It's going to be a giant spider that shows up Wild Wild West style. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> um, but, what are your expectations, say, for... See, and the, the reason this is more interesting to me, and I'm more interested in this, like, I was all about the prequels, like, when they were coming out, and I was sure, excited I about them. Were, yeah. But this is worse, because I'm getting to see Luke, and Leia, and Han, and Chewie, and Archie. These are the endings of the stories that I've thought about for years, yeah, before like, the prequels even, even I had, existed. Right, you know, I, I had a general idea of what happened in the prequels, just from being a Star Wars fan. I knew that, you know... Luke's dad was a Jedi. He fought with Obi-Wan. Like, there was a clone war. Even though I didn't know the specific details, I had a basic understanding of the story. And I even knew that at some point he fell into a volcano and that turned him into Darth Vader. And uh, that's not the case with these stories. I don't have any idea what's going on. And they're keeping it so tight. Like, even in the trailers, you only get the basest understanding of the story like we know there's a stormtrooper that looks like he defects and there's a a lightsaber luke's old lightsabers in it and there's tie fighters an old han cranky ass han solo (laughs) so what are your like expectations for those like harrison ford and mark hamill and and carrie fisher it it will be interesting to see them pick up those old roles um hopefully it doesn't feel like forced you know what i mean yeah like there's a chance of that like uh almost like pandering to the audience almost but kind of you have to do it right like you have to yeah. finish it out their story arcs are they're only going to be around for probably the first movie or are some of them going to be around for for longer i, I don't know sure. they've, they've kind of kept that stuff under wraps um sure. from what i've heard is that the like I've been trying to stay away from the hardcore spoilers and the whole synopsis for the movies out there online Mm -hmm. Um, is that this is what they they're saying. This is a Han Solo movie, which makes me think that this is going to focus. He's going to be sort of the glue that binds the original trilogy to this new trilogy. And then Luke and Leia are going to play lesser roles that may get bigger, but he's going to be how they transition. And he's going to get Ned Starked at the end of the end of the first movie. I mean, that's my, that, that would that's my prediction. prediction. This is what I've been fearing the whole time, is that Han Solo is not going to make it past the first first movie. Yeah, because it, it is so Han Solo-centric. Yeah, that's the other thing. It, it, it and then now it almost seems like the writing's on the wall that they're going to be doing a Han Solo movie. That's a way to be like, look, hey, my bad, we killed him, but there's a Han Solo movie coming out. Like, it may not be Harrison Ford playing Han Solo, but you're going to get some more of that character. You know what would be awesome is if um, 
Han Solo destroys everything at the end of the third movie, and he, the, the end is just him flipping everybody off. <laughs> one hand on his dick, was... one hand on his blaster. <laughs> you all thought I was going to die, motherfucker. Get off my plane. Now I'm going to go do three more Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> Fuck Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would make me happy. You ask me how if I would enjoy those movies, you give me that. I'll be happy. Like Han Solo kills everybody. Good guys, bad guys, it's just, just everybody. Yep. Han Solo a... <laughs> gets control of the Death Star and blows up everything. And then just speeds that shit. Him and Chewie. Yep. Chewie's like driving the, Lando the Death Star. Can, Lando can hang out. Yeah. Lando's cool. You know that no Billy D in this one. I know, yeah, yeah. And, I, and that's I, the other thing. They've said that he's probably gonna be in the next one. It almost seems like you bring Billy D in to be like, hey, we killed Han Solo, but hey, there's Lando. Look over here, kids. Lando. Distraction. You know what I mean? What if they go weird and he like meets him in heaven or oh, the weird. afterlife limbo? Oh, I mean, we've, there's, besides seeing Force Ghosts, there's no indication of what any sort of Star Wars afterlife is. That would be crazy if like <laughs> Lando dies too and he's up there and Han's like slaying bitches and it stuff. Is- <laughs> It is J.J. Abrams. It could be uh, like yeah. like at, right at the end, right before Han Solo dies, Lando maybe just walks in the room and he's like, what the hell are you doing here? I thought you died. And then that's like the big reveal <laughs> is that not only did Han die, but Lando died sometime off screen. Oh, I'd be mad. I'd be throwing shit up. What? You killed Lando off screen? I'd be breaking cookie jars on the kitchen floor and shit. You got to go rock some faces off this evening, right? Yes, that's right. You guys have a show at uh, the dirtiest little bar in Birmingham, The Nick. It's a a true honor and uh, a place we've played at many times. Oh, yeah. And will play many more times. I've seen you guys at The Nick many a times. Hopefully you'll see us tonight. I think we are coming. Good. But uh, yeah, check out the band uh, website if you like. I think we actually have stonedcobra.com now. Uh, oh, that's cool. Here, I'll check real up. quick. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, you can. That check makes out. it a lot. I can tell people that. Check out not- the videos straight from there. It's got links to the Bandcamp page. Um, yeah, you can probably start using that. And uh, we appreciate you, the commercial you guys did. We love it. We all love it. We've listened to it lots of times and quoted it. We're going to do another one. As soon as I get a, a storyline for a second one down, we're going to do another one. A sequel. Lightning Dick Returns. Very tenacious D. I like it. It's very good. I take that as the highest compliment. Oh, yeah, you would. We used to listen to that record a whole lot. Oh, yeah. You guys do indeed have the website stonedcobra.com. Yep. Well, fuck yeah. Damn, this is a good-looking website. How did I not know about this? I know. Um, our drummer Brad did it. He's that a very dude, talented dude. That dude fucking shits and pisses talent. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when it comes fun. to artistic shit, like he can wipe his ass and look at it and be like, that's a good flyer. We're pretty lucky uh, to have a yeah. guy that talented in the band who can do flyers and I mean, that is a and... slick-looking... Oh, he's got the flyers on there, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah, if anything, you guys need to get on there and check out these kick-ass flyers. This dude can design the fuck out of a flyer and hopefully we're hitting the studio soon to record a few songs right um, on you know follow-up release we're kind of lazy about it but we enjoy what we do how long ago did you guys last it's a couple years now right high and mighty it was 2013 it was like two years yeah i think maybe i think it's summer 2013 mm-hmm. well uh thanks for coming and doing Absolutely the podcast fun. buddy I, I enjoyed it i'll come you have back to come back again you want. yeah um you know, and lead you off tangents down water slides. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
we're going to go ahead and book you the night that Star Wars comes out. Mm-hmm. We're all going to come back to the house mm-hmm. and have a massive two or three part. We'll split it up. Okay. Star Wars Force Awakens reaction podcast. Sounds good. I'm going to pencil you in for that. Definitely. So we're, what we'll do is like have Will and I sit down with each person. Like we're going to go in a big group and anybody, everybody doesn't have to, but anybody that does want to come back and talk about Hopefully the movie. We'll have a bigger mixer by then. We have lots of mics. Yeah, I mean, that'll make it, yeah, if we get some equipment upgrades going on. But uh, thanks again, buddy. No problem at all, man. I enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. And we will be right back. This should be our last break. When we come back, we'll have our Hall H reaction, and then uh, we'll call it a week. And we are fucking back. We're back. So our buddy Steve had to dip out. And we hung around, and I feverish, feverishly refreshed Twitter to keep up to date with the Star Wars Comic-Con Hall H panel. So, turned out no trailer. That was a little bit of a bummer. Just but a little bit. they showed a really badass behind-the-scenes look of... Uh, the force awakens it was a neat little medley video of a lot of different stuff yeah and uh so that's probably what we'll mainly discuss but before that i'll go over like a few points that came out from the panel uh one of the bigger things was that dom hall gleason's character um is playing a bad guy he's general hux who is a general in the first order and also interesting enough he is in command of a base called the Star Killer base. Which is neat because that was the original name for Luke. Luke. And you know and they all was used again in yeah, the Force Unleashed. That's what I was gonna say. But yeah, that's cool. That's a nice little nod to the um you know, original drafts of Star Wars and sort of the history of Star Wars. Right. And <clears throat> um the <laughs> Other thing that they showed um, or that they talked about, uh, well, I mean, mainly they just brought out a lot of the cast. They brought out the cast. They brought out. They uh, they hyped up the crowd. Yeah, they brought out, you know, uh, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and Oscar Isaacs. Um, And then they brought out Gwendolyn Christie, Dom Hall Gleason, and Adam Driver, and Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and fucking Harrison Ford. I mean, I know that's what a lot of people were expecting was Harrison Ford to be there, but it's still cool to see that it actually happened. Yeah. I mean, talk about of all the Comic-Cons I would want to go to, basically the one I would really want to go to just happened. And Uh, not only did that cool stuff happen, but a whole legion of New Order troops showed up to escort everyone within the audience to... A John, a John Williams concert. A free concert of Star Wars music, which appears, I don't know that it's 100% confirmed as of right now. Literally, the panel just ended. The panel ended. They put that uh, behind-the-scenes video up on YouTube. Will and I watched it like three times and then jumped right back on the mics. So, yeah, everybody is en route right now to see a, a John Williams, a, a Star Wars concert, which is, that's one of... The craziest things I've ever heard of happening at Comic-Con. 
everybody gets to go to a John Williams concert. That's crazy. It's I crazy mean, fortunate. That's like Oprah style. I know. You get a concert. You get a concert. You get a concert. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the behind-the-scenes video. That's where the real meat. I mean, they asked everybody some questions. Oh, one of the biggest ones was J.J. Abrams confirmed that Darth Plagueis is not involved in the movie. Oh, sweet. So that shoots down that, that, that theory. That smoke is Plagueis. Yeah. Um, and other than that, you know, no real big questions uh, or answers besides, I think, from what I could understand, the Starkiller base thing was sort of a slip-up by Dom Hall Gleason. He mentioned that that's what the name of the base was, and I don't know if that was intentional or if it was like a slip-up. Uh, but they talked, you know, to Harrison Ford, and he was talking about how it should have felt awkward and weird to be back on the the Star Wars set, but it didn't. It was awesome, and I don't know, man. It just sounds like a good time. Sounds like everyone um, had a really positive experience during yeah. making the movie. They, um, like I said, didn't release a trailer. They said that the trailer will be coming in the fall, which pretty much counts it out of being at D23 next month as well, the Disney Expo. So, I have a feeling they're just going to re- release some other media content from Star Wars, just not movie-related. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think the prevailing theory is that at D23 will be all the news on the Star Wars theme park attractions at Disney and stuff. And the Star Wars Infinity expansion. Uh, yeah. Th- well, actually, you know, that had a release date this week. Maybe it's, they'll do some expansion stuff. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I don't know that uh, it's going to be as jam-packed with, you know, guests and stuff as the Comic-Con panel was. So, What about, like, some Rebel stuff? That's very possible. There could probably be some Rebel stuff. Maybe they'll even re- announce the um, start date for Season 2, since that'll be sometime this fall as well. Right. But anyway, to the behind-the-scenes video. You know, if, when you say behind-the-scenes video, you kind of think, well, that's not going to really give me any information. But if you watch closely enough, there's some stuff in there. Like, literally, the you see them shooting, you know, some stuff in the desert. You see that. It's a badass shot of the burning TIE fighter, the crashed TIE fighter. Which is real. Yeah. That's not They all. showed a miniature of it and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but they show a shot of some four uh, of a first order stormtrooper escorting Poe Dameron. It looks like Poe Dameron's in their custody or has been arrested or something. Right. So that's, you know, you get little chunks out of the, if, if you dig deep enough, you get some little chunks. They show C3PO and he's got the red arm. I noticed that, you know, that picture that was floating around online, the, the red color on the arm in reality is not as bright as it was in that picture. It's more of a maroon, dark like uh muted you get to see a lot of the different animatronic elements yeah they showed alien <clears throat> showed a lot of and costumes and stuff a lot of really creatures uh simon peg is apparently simon playing a creature. creature of some sort they show him on up on set and he seems real excited um they showed uh admiral akbar and neon nub I assume, well, I assume at least aliens of the same race. And those prosthetics looked incredible. They look so much better than the Return of the Jedi. Like, just more textured and real and detailed. Yeah. Um, They showed Peter Mayhew suiting up as Chewbacca. One of my favorite lines from the thing, um, one of the guys working on the Chewbacca suit says that they've gone through suits faster than they thought they would because every time someone sees him in the suit, they just want to hug him. Yeah. That'd totally be me. Yeah. 
Who can't um, help but hug a Chewbacca? I know, right? A life-size, um, seven-foot tall. They show Kylo Ren uh, like stomping out of a lander ship. If you noticed in that scene, lots of green screen around there. Yep. That's the thing. They really pimp, once again, they pimp the, pros- uh, the practical effects. But if you look at that footage, there's some green screen going on. So there has to be. I mean, fucking Star Wars. Yeah, they got to keep people got to keep in mind that there's not 100 percent practical on this movie. Although, I mean, they showed a lot. They said in the panel that they created hundreds of creatures for the movie, which is exciting. I can't wait to, you know, with some of the fun for me as a kid with the original Star Wars was watching. the cantina scene and sort of trying to see all the different aliens and yeah, stuff like absolutely. that. So I, I, you know, hopefully we get that. We saw a scene that looked so, like some sort of stormtrooper battle. Like they were fighting and it looked almost like it was in some sort of medieval courtyard. Yeah. And there's explosions going off. It was pretty cool. Princess Leia. Oh, we saw Princess Leia. Looked a 100. Look good. Point. Yeah. Look good. She had like a fancy braided hairstyle that was sort of kept, Almost, it was up, but sort of a bun in the back. I don't know how to describe ladies' hairstyles. You know, fancy braided ladies' hairstyles. And uh, pretty much the costume we saw from that leaked picture. Oh, man, what else? I'm just so fucking hyped up. I'm talking a million miles an hour. And You see the character Ray getting in the cockpit with Han Solo. Yeah, that's how the whole the whole video ended. You see was, her basically driving the cockpit yeah, of the Millennium Falcon They showed Solo. her piloting the millennium falcon um i have a feeling that 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 scene we've seen in the two trailers of the millennium falcon when it's being chased by the ties in the first one and then in the second one when it's going through the like uh the crash death star something tells me that might be from that scene that might be her driving that might be her driving and then you know ooh, i get the hiccups Calm down, Halls. Calm He's down. in the and <clears throat> Chewbacca's in the cockpit with her. With Ray. Yeah. Yeah. No there was no uh Han Solo to be seen there. Maybe he's gunning. Maybe he's gunning. Maybe he realizes she can drive and he he's in the fucking gunner seat. Who knows? Or maybe they're going to pick him up or something. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? I c I can't tell, man. Uh you know, I, I really before we saw this, I was thinking, Oh man, if if we don't see a trailer and they just show some behind the scenes stuff. I'm not going to be stoked, but I got to say that quite the contrary. That behind the scenes video was, which potentially could have had some new music behind it, which sounded fantastic. Yeah, there is some music in it. At the beginning, it's just like some piano stuff, but then it morphs into some more orchestral sounding music. And I wonder if that is a little piece of the new John Williams score. It would be um, neat if it is. But yeah, I, I got to say, for a behind-the-scenes video, that's one of the better ones I've ever seen. Yeah, they're it, pimping the practical effects and building hardcore. the X-Wing and Millennium Falcon yeah. from scratch. But that's great. And they were talking about the passion they had for doing that, you know, getting to wake up every morning and yeah. make the X-Wing. That's the thing Falcon. that I got. And, of course, you know, they're not gonna if they were interviewing people on set and they're like, no, nah, this fucking sucks, they're not yeah. going to put that in the behind-the-scenes I mean, yeah. movie. But they really pushed the fact that it seemed like everybody on set, all the crew and stuff, were really enjoying their time and you know their work that really really fucking has me excited i can't got me excited too i can't wait um once again you know there were some rumors that maybe we would see what snoke looked like uh at this panel we didn't i don't think you'll see that till you see it in the movie i think so too i think that may be something we don't see until the movie maybe a figure but probably not 
You know what I mean? Um, and there were some rumors that we would get some information on the Han Solo movie or episode nine. Mm, didn't happen. There's a rumor going around right now that Colin Trevorrow, the guy who just directed Jurassic World, will be coming on to direct episode nine. But there was no sort of confirmation or anything of that. So who knows if that's correct or not. Mm-hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, there was just... You know, reading all the information online and then watching the video, I feel like I'm missing something, but maybe not. Maybe this was a bad idea. Maybe I should have let myself cool down a little more. Ooh, woosa. <laughs> ooh, ooh. It's just really cool. It's really cool, the experience of all the cast and how excited they are to be a part of Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mark Hamill had some cool things to say. Uh, Daisy Ridley. John Boyega, all those Simon guys. Pegg being so excited. Yeah. He said this was the culmination of his life's work. Yep. That he could... There were some guys that were uh, playing Stormtroopers that seemed real stoked about that. Yep. They showed a really cool shot of a flame trooper doing his thing. But really nothing... To me, the biggest story element we got of that was Poe being escorted by the Stormtrooper. That and the cockpit. Oh, yeah. Sequences yeah. for this, me. Yeah, because the you cockpit see that stuff... She's going to be driving a lot. Yeah. She's quite the pilot, clearly. Yeah, I wonder, you know, if if she does turn out to be Han Solo's daughter and Han Solo bites the dust, the Falcon's going to be hers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, would they show that in a behind-the-scenes? Maybe they would, you know, and not think that people would think of it that way, but, like, makes me wonder. You know, her and Chewie being in there together, that's weird, right? Yeah. Like... I don't know, man. But anyway, no trailer, which, like I said, I'm still a little bummed about. I'm definitely not as hyped up about this as I was, say, the second trailer that we got at Celebration. That's what you were hoping for was another trailer. Yeah. And it being in the fall is a bit of a bummer because it's just I I don't want to wait. I want it now. But nothing really else of super note that I can think of. No. Really, it seemed a lot of it was more for people in attendance than... A nostalgia kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Getting to see all the cast together. Um, Gwendolyn Christie talked about how it was cool putting on the Captain Phasma armor and knowing that under all that armor, you know, was a lady, which is cool. That's, That's a cool step forward for Star Wars, apparently... During the panel, J.J. Abrams point uh, really pushed how important diversity in the cast was, which is something Star Wars is needed, to right. be honest. you know. So it's good to see him going in that direction. I just, uh, I want it now, man. I can't wait. Oh, why you got to make me wait? Oh, oh. Well, anyway. Well, thanks for coming and uh, podcasting again this week, buddy. Absolutely. I had a great time. It was Me great too. I think Steve this is going to be a good one. Yeah, Steve yeah. Steve was a good guest. Steve really was a good guest. We get, he got, got me off on a crazy the water what, park tangent. That's, but what that's what good cool. guests are for. Exactly. I mean, look, uh, we love Star Wars. We're going to talk 98% about Star Wars. But Every we have now and lives. then. Yeah, we have life. We have life. Desires and dreams and fucking. Goals and shit. Water park. Opinions on water parks? I like a lazy river. What's wrong with a oh, lazy river? Oh, a lazy river is balling, son. Maybe, maybe tie on, you on one and then <laughs> you go get into the lazy river the lazy and just river. hang out, man. Well, anyway, anyway, so thanks again to Steve. And seriously, you guys, if you have a chance, check out his band at stonedcobra.com. And uh, 
Look us up on Facebook, Twitter. Email us if you have any questions or comments. Thanks again to Johnny Grosso for the email, the positive one. Absolutely. Thanks, Uh, Patrick, if you're out there listening. Suck a dick. Fuck you. Fuck you, son. Thanks for the listen and the download, homie. (laughs) Anyway, for Blue Harvest Podcast, I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. (laughs) 